to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, y'all. Well, we don't need your whole bio. Just start the show. Just say start the show. Welcome back to my dad's voice. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Everybody looking forward to the weekend, weekend. Friday, Friday. Getting down on Friday. Everybody looking forward to the weekend. It is the weekend, and as you can tell, it is, I mean, uh, time for families to have their kids for their entire week during the Thanksgiving holidays. Just had the Thanksgiving feast over at Carver School, and indeed, gave you this bio and everything. But it is November 19th, and it is time to get this weekend going. Saints getting ready to take on the Eagles. We'll look at the injury report yesterday. Also, Tigers taking on ULM. Preview that with Marlon Favorite as he will join us. Normal Friday guests as well as Rafael Esparzo will go over the big games over the weekend. So we'll touch on that. Ken Podolak is going to join us at 1230. And we will touch on the Eagles. Philadelphia. It's incredible. A couple weeks ago, I'm telling you. It was fire the coach. It was bench Jalen Hurst. Now all of a sudden, they're favorites. Everybody just feels great over there in Philly. We'll see how that goes. Saints fans, you know that question of the day. You know what it is, right? It's real simple. That is, of course, keys to the game and a score. What do you think? Think the Saints win? They couldn't possibly have to have, huh? Couldn't possibly have, uh, you know. Three straight losses, right? No, we're not having three straight losses. Not at all. 12-15, Larry Holder is going to join us. And um, we'll talk about the Saints there as well. As we said, Ken Podolak will give us the Eagles. And then at 1.30, we're going to chat with Ali Cosell because your New Orleans Pelicans are back at it as they are taking on the Clippers tonight over at the Smoothie King Center. The game is for 7 o'clock. If you would like to go. We're in the mood for uh, giving, right? We want to give thanks. Look, I, I know it's you know a two and fourteen team. They play hard. They might actually win the first quarter and first half. You never know. But if you want to go, we're going to give you tickets this hour. Okay, we'll give away four tickets this hour. So we'll do that here in a quick second uh, and tell you how in, in between uh, guests here. So we'll do that. So if you want to go again, you got to go and. You got to be able to go, right? If you want them, we'll be over at Will Call. We'll give those away in our number one. So we'll chat, of course, about the Pels with Ali at one thirty. Marlon Favor at one forty-five. We'll get his uh, taken in. Leo Haggerty. We'll talk about the NFC South. Did you enjoy yesterday's Thursday game? Hmm. Isn't that nice? Is it though? It's always nice when the Falcons lose. I, and I understand that, right? I mean, you're, you're going to enjoy it. But I'm watching that game last night. And I'm legitimately sitting here going, how did the Saints lose to this team? I understand it didn't have Cordero Patterson. I, I, I do. And then some people tweeted at me, well, you don't have Patterson. I understand that. But they looked like the greatest show on turf against the Saints defense. They had no clue what was happening. Pitts couldn't catch. I mean, that team was, I mean, I don't know. Are the Patriots the better defense? By the way, the two teams that look really good right now in each conference, like they look good. Pats? They're going to play seven points the last three games or something like that. Saints beat them. When Aaron Rodgers is quarterbacking the Packers, they're good. Right? Well, uh, guess what? The Saints beat them too. So I, I don't know what to tell you. I, I don't know what to tell you. Yet they couldn't stop the Atlanta Falcons. I, I, I think I look at that game. I look back more of it. Okay. So 
the game plan, you know, was better early on. Maybe it took a bit of a, I just, I honestly think the Saints didn't, didn't play to their potential. Didn't show up. Then again against that team. Anyway, I called it a must win game yesterday. Some of y'all agreed. Some of y'all don't. And that's fine. Uh, we talked to different guests as well. I'll, I'll ask Larry if it is a must win or not and how important this game is. You got, you got to win it. I, I just, there's no other way to look at it, right? On the bus to the airplane tomorrow when they leave for Philly at the hotel, leaving the hotel off the bus onto the field in warmups. Your mindset has got to be you're not going back home without a win. You just have to. And I'm not saying that in some games they don't do that. I don't think effort and energy a lot of times is there. Maybe, I don't know, focus or, or bringing it. I, I don't know. You know, all those different phrases that fans and media and everybody sort of use. I, like I said, I, it's inexplicable to me. I don't know. Giants and Falcons, not to their capability. And the problem is with the Saints, they're just not that talented enough on the offensive end to not play as – you can't play perfect. No one can play perfect. But you have to be at a situation where you can play close to it on the defensive side, can't give up you know, big plays on the defensive side. And as Cam Jordan said earlier in the week, some of those plays come in the run game, right? So he touched on it. It's going to be a key to this game, stopping the Eagles' ground game. No, I mean, you're talking about Boston Scott, uh, Jalen. Um, there are ways to, you know, create these explosives. Um, those... No, I mean, you're talking about Boston Scott, uh, Jalen. Um, there are ways to you know, create these explosives, um, throws your game plan, you know, awry if you're, if you're not able to lock in. So we were, we, we, we saw that firsthand last year when we played them. So this is something that we have to tune in and lock in on. Is that? You know, Pete Werner also was asked earlier in the week about facing a team where the quarterback is more than likely going to lead the team and at least carries or rushing. Maybe perhaps you don't know, right? I'm just going by last week and last week, uh, Jalen Hurts had one more carry than everybody else. He had 14. The other two backs had 12 and 13 respectively. So he's going to carry the football. It just, it's going to happen. So Werder was asked when you go up against a team, especially in the NFL, you just don't see that. You honestly don't. Maybe the Ravens might be the only other one, right? That I can think of college. Pretty much a lot of teams do that, right? You have athletes that will carry the football. So, does it matter when you face them? Yeah, so anytime that you got a quarterback that uh, we know is capable of running the ball, there's little things that we have to adjust. Uh, always having that, having a quarterback player, somebody uh, to kind of key on that aspect. But um, I haven't seen much quarterback uh, run aspect other than uh, scrambles um, in the past game. Um, so we'll so we'll look we'll look into that. We know that Hurts uh, does a good job when. He has the ball in his hands, and uh, we know that they're well-respected for the run game. Uh, they got one of the top uh, um, run offenses uh, in the NFL. So um, we're, we're happy that we're, uh, we're matched up with this type of opponent. Um, we just got to keep executing and, and, and eliminate the, the quarterback. All right, so that is something you're going to keep an eye on, obviously, for sure. Now. Something else that was said yesterday by a couple of Saints players, including Malcolm Jenkins, going back there. And again, we touched on it with Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints when he talked to his counterpart that covers the Eagles. They almost kind of wished that Malcolm Jenkins hadn't left. Well, it's with the Saints now. And one of the things that he touched on is going back to Philly. So you have any thoughts on that? A little bit, a little bit different last year than, than this year. Uh, obviously, you know, you got a lot of emotions kind of fresh, obviously, my time here. But um, a little less of that now. I'm more concerned about what we got going on in this building. Um, seeing with them on tape, they're starting to find, I think, their formula a lot. Um, really good team coming off a big win. Like I said, they're, they're hot right now. So for us, we want to have our hands full, just getting ready for good personnel to get Miles Sanders back, a couple other guys. It'll be a good, uh, good game. Something else that was asked the Saints players there is the venue. Imagine that. Already. I hadn't even got there. Mind you, they hadn't won home games. Nagels is here. Like, I'm not kidding you. Um, Played the Niners in week two, lost 
Played the Chiefs in week four, lost 42-30. Played the Buccaneers two weeks later, lost 28-22. Then played the Chargers two weeks later, lost 27-24. I'm serious. The Eagles are over at home. Yet, yet, and again, I'm not calling out Saints fans here. I'm just saying, yet, Saints players were asked this week about how tough an environment it is. Malcolm Jenkins, how tough is that venue? I think so, especially when a team is, is, is rolling. It's their team. You let them hang around. They get into it. The crowd's into it. It's a tough place to, to, to win, and that's a team that, that loves the fight. They love being, you know, doubted. And and they're a scrappy group, can run the ball, can control the game. And like I said, once the crowd gets into it, it's it's a hard 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 place to shift momentum. Did that crowd go easy on you at all last year, or you were you were? Well, they won, so you know, <laughs> but I didn't have much leverage to stand on. <laughs> but uh, and I'm sure you know, a couple of years removed, uh, it, it won't be a homecoming for sure. Yeah, exactly. Somebody actually asked Cam Jordan this week. Do you expect to get the finger? You know the. Jordan Kleber, one finger salute that he tends to do in the studio, even though he's convinced me that it's to show me I'm number one, but he never uses the index finger. Cam, you get are you getting the bird? Yeah, isn't isn't that what like fans are supposed to do? They're not supposed to love us. I know. I just think Philly's got that rep. I mean, you know, we've been in Boston and got the same thing. Atlanta got the same thing. Didn't we have like eggs pelted at our bus one year in Atlanta? That's Atlanta. So I take a I take a, a bird over an egg pelting, I guess. Either way, we're in the bus, so it was affecting us. So there, there, there you go. Uh, overall in the Philly crowd, though. No, I mean, it's not as loud as, as our stadium. It's not as loud as Seattle. It's not, you know, as far as fans talking stuff. I mean, you go to Austin Stadium over in Oregon and fans talk stuff. I mean, so that's, you go to the Oakland Niners games. That's when things used to really go. Now? Sure, Philly, Philly talks reckless, I guess. That's what they're known for. Has nothing to do with our game. All right, you know what? Enough of the crowd. Enough of the bird. Enough of Santa getting pelted by snowballs and batteries and whatever. And enough of the eagle ground game and run game and Jalen Hurts. That's a key, obviously. The Saints are going to have to stop that. Here's the bigger issue. Did you see, did you see the Saints injury report yesterday? Did you? Same six players from Wednesday, including Taysom Hill. He's not going to play, right? Alvin Kamara went from limited on Wednesday to not practicing yesterday. So in a game that I'm calling a must win, you're not going to have Taysom Hill, more than likely. Again, ain't nothing official yet, but if he hasn't practiced, my guess is he's not playing. And Alvin Kamara with the knee issue, I guess tested it out a bit. We're limited to not practicing. Not a doctor. Like to play one on the air, as the graph likes to say. That's probably not a good sign. You would like the trend the other way. I'd have taken limited yesterday. That's not what we got. We got DNP. Did not participate. So it's the Trevor and Ingram show, right? It's, it's what it is. Mark Ingram playing without Alvin Kamara. I mean, he's one of the best players in the league. Uh, just his ability to be, make plays, his ability in the pass catching game, in the running game, and just his presence on the field. You know, a team uh, having to prepare for him, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's significant. You know what I mean? The impact that he brings to a game, the impact that he brings to an offense, and the impact that he brings to having the defense have to prepare for him. So, uh, yeah. I mean, just the camaraderie, too, though. I mean, just the too. Yeah, I mean, that's my guy. You know, we kind of feed off each other. I make a play. He wants to make a play. He makes a play. I want to make a play. We want to help the team win. I think that's just the basics of it. And, uh, yeah, I miss my guy, but, you know, obviously he's working to get as healthy as he can to be able to play. So hopefully he can play. But if not, I'm going to hold it down for him so he can get healthy and we can get back to right where we left off. But, um, you know, basically we're all just trying to be the best version of ourselves so we can get to Sunday, perform at a high level, and help the team win. That's that's the bottom line, man. That's what we're doing every day. And, yeah, so obviously we want my guy to get healthy. We want my guy to be ready to go. But until then, if it's Sunday, if it's any other day, I'm going to hold it down. we all going to hold it down for him. And um, that's what we're going to do. All right, let's go 1-4. Come on, 1-4. <laughs> 
and the receiving core. This is about the time you probably need to step up. DraftKings Sportsbook coming soon to Louisiana. As uh, I think they're going to go live next week. We'll ask Raphael. We'll ask Raphael. 115, we'll ask him. When does he know for, you know, does he have a date? Does he, does he know? Because you have to sign up before. And if you do sign up before and get and download the DraftKings Sportsbook and sign up, you get $100 in free bets just for signing up. No deposit required. That simple. You got to put in the code LaRose. L-A-R-O-S-E. Put in the code LaRose. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook. That's different from the DraftKings Daily Fantasy app where you stay under the salary cap and you can win millions of dollars in prizes. That's a different app. Fun app. Should still download it and still use the code LaRose. This is a different app. This is wagering on anything and everything. So, download it. DraftKings Sportsbook. Code LaRose, and you get $100 in free bets for signing up today. No deposit required. Larry Holder, The Athletic, covers the Pelicans next on ESPN New Orleans. Saints are In the aftermath of Hurricane Ida, it is obvious that our community has taken a big hit. As we all rebuild and come together in the best of ways, the way we do it in South Louisiana, helping our neighbors, family, and especially local businesses, Home Attractor and John Deere would like to thank all of our customers for their business, supporting, and understanding while we work through the damage with plans to be better than ever as a business and a community. Home Attractor is open for business and here to serve our community. We have new John Deere equipment to help get the work done. Home Attractor, at the foot of the tunnel on the east side. On August 29, 2021, Hurricane Ida wreaked havoc on our community, leaving thousands of people feeling helpless, vulnerable, and desperate. We refuse to let insurance companies do the same. At AMO Trial Lawyers, we have assembled a team of not only attorneys, but also contractors, adjusters, engineers, and estimators with the focus of maximizing your claim value and assisting in your recovery. If you think your insurance company isn't treating you fairly, get a name that insurance companies know by calling 985-446-3333. I'm Matt Ori. And I'm David Ardwin. And we are the AMO Advantage. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. I was surprised. I was definitely surprised. Yep, we had no idea. Totally surprised. Um, can you say jaw drop? Who knew? State Farm with these great rates? The surprise everyone's talking about is the surprisingly great rates for home and auto insurance from State Farm, especially when you combine them. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today. 985-632-0988. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengat. God, I'm awesome. Larry can wear his hair a few different ways. He's got great hair texture. Larry is never going to be bald with this head of hair. Larry has great skin, striking but yet approachable. God, I'm awesome. Holder VFA, I'm sure you always enjoy your open, huh? I mean, it's, it's there for a reason. I mean, what, yeah. do you, what do you expect? I mean, it's just reality. I keep it's trying to delete it. And somehow it makes its way back into hard drives and drop boxes and iClouds. I can't get rid of it. Uh, look, I mean, <laughs> I'm 41. I'm trying to remember. Heck, at that point, yeah. how old was I when 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 uh, when that happened? I don't know. My probably my early 30s, and my hair is still off. Awesome. What do you want me to do? Yeah, it's a little, 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 like that drop. little more silver. A little more silver. <laughs> um, hey, that, that, that just means, uh, you know, I'm just getting wiser. Exactly. No, we age like we age well with wine. Dude, I'll be 46 in January, the day after your birthday, of course, which is the greatest month ever. But, um, yeah, we started in 12, dude, 2012. So however long ago that was, definitely. Well, you and me started in 10. Like that, but that, that's I mean, what I meant. Yeah. That's what yeah. I meant. I completely forgot. See, that's right. You're, January. You're yeah. You. You're, you're old and losing. 
Way to yeah, go. You're right. It is. Yeah, it was January because our first remote was the Super Bowl. Right? You remember that? Remember when, when the Saints were Super it Bowl? It was leading up to the NFC divisional yeah. round uh, when it was Saints-Cardinals. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I remember that. That was our first remote. Yeah. Yeah. Um, those were the days, huh? Saints had offensive weapons. They, they had, a rec- they had a receivers. I feel like Mark Ingram might have still been on that team. I mean, it just feels like he's been here forever. Larry, look, Marquez Callaway, Traquan Smith this week, they both talked about it. And, and Traquan was open on, on Mondays. Like, everyone's on us. You know, Sean's on us. Curtis Johnson's on us. If this, is this a true statement? If the Saints are going to be a playoff team this year, the receiving core has got to step up. Oh, absolutely true. I mean, just because I, I, it's a it's a stat that uh, I, I uh, kind of kept my eye on uh, through uh, really throughout the year because I did a big study league wide uh, a few weeks ago on catchable passes, uh, and this is from. Sports Info Solutions, a uh, site that I use a lot. Uh, do we want to hear this? <laughs> yeah, no, nah, probably not. And it's actually uh, one of the uh, one of the founders is a former Saints uh, staffer. So you know, hey, it's a so it's it's run by scouts and they do their own uh, scouting and, and things of that nature. And Trevor Simeon is, uh, and this was after last week. Uh, and I did. I, I just went. All right, a minimum of a hundred passes thrown this year. So it's not like all right, a guy who threw two passes, and, you know, both catchable, just that. You know. So Trevor Simeon's rate of catchable passes thrown is eighty-eight point seven percent. That is fourth in the NFL of of most catchable passes by percentage, and his completion percentage is only fifty-seven percent. So I think that goes to show you that uh, the weapons around him. We're not doing them a lot of favors, mm-hmm. and so it's it's got to change, or the offense stays stagnant or gets worse. So where does that change come from? I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen it, and where's the evidence that it's going to come? I need to see it to believe it. And look, Traquan Smith's right. Uh, coaches are on him. Uh, I'm sure uh, fans are on him uh, because it's so glaring. That's how that's how rough this is. This patch is for the Saints. And within their passing game. Larry Holder of The Athletic covers the Saints and so much more, letting us know that we are absolutely right when we shout at the television or in the stands, catch the ball! <laughs> so 88% catch. So basically, yeah, Trevor's putting it there. You're just not making the play. It's incredible. But look, I, Larry, it's one of the reasons you and I talked at the very beginning of the season. You agreed that this team had potential, perhaps, to be in the playoffs, but you were going to count on a lot of people to do things that hadn't before. Troutman being one, Callaway being a one, Harris being a legit receiver, all these different things. I, I think I share a little disappointment, though. The offensive line play. Now I understand they're banged up. Look, look at the injury report this week. Armstead, Ramchek having practice. So I do get that. Pete's been out. I get that. But false starting at home, you know, I, it's just, I don't know. How, how do you view the play of the offensive line this year? Look, I think it's been not up to the standard that we are used to seeing, and uh, uh, this goes right into a story that I, uh, I had published this morning. I did. Uh, uh, I, I've been doing a lot of studies, I guess, this, this season. <laughs> I, I, I went through and uh, using our stat service that uh, we use at the Athletic, ESPN also uses the same stat service. It's called True Media, and I went through and examined every pass block that every player has taken this year in the entire NFL, every offensive line, period. And the Saints are about middle of the pack in terms okay. of allowing pressures. Uh, and their pressure percentage, uh, it's, uh, you know, so it's, it's, not, it's not bad. It's not great. We're used to great. And so I think that's part of it. And this doesn't go in the terms of, you know, false starts and this, that, and the other. And, and so, but, uh, you know, I think, like, lately – We've seen Cesar Ruiz have troubles, uh, you know, and, and you bring up the penalties and, and such. And, uh, you know, actually the two of the better linemen that the Saints have had, all, uh, you know, for, for, through the season, uh, one is Eric McCoy. I mean, he's like the obvious this time. James Hurst has been the other. And, uh, you know, it's not – and we're not seeing the same sort of uh, dominance by your tackles. And Andres Pete, his numbers, uh, if, if I would have – 
like stretched the limit on because I did top ten tackles, ten worst tackles, top ten guards, ten worst guards. If I would have extended my minimum snap count, uh, Andres Pete would have been in the top ten worst guards in pass protection. And so you know it's a and it's been kind of a musical chairs thing and new quarterback and uh, you know it has not been up to the standard that we're used to seeing. You're right on that. I wasn't planning on asking you this, but since you've done the research, speaking with Larry Holder, the athletic covers the Saints at Larry Holder, that you brought up Pete's look. I mean, the Matador is what he is. I mean, fans know that, right? Even though some will fight and argue with me that he's good, he's better than whatever. But I have seen a lot on Twitter, so help help educate us here. Is Cesar Ruiz having a good season? I feel like a lot of people have felt that he's not played well, even back at his right guard position. I think he struggled as of late. Uh, I think earlier on in the season, because this is the second time I've done this uh, outlook. I, I did it after three weeks, and the Saints were actually really bad. Like, they were 27 in the league after three weeks. And so they've gotten better. I mean, markedly better. But uh, but but Ruiz uh, has been tagged with allowing five sacks this year, and that would be probably tied within, like, the top ten with a few guys. So it's 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 it hasn't been great and i think that's uh that should be a little worrisome uh, because you're expecting him to be number one pick you know first round pick talent uh and you would expect to see some growth and i'm not i'm not saying that uh that he's gonna go down as a bust or anything but he i think he you would have expected him to be a little bit better uh so i think that's kind of goes along the same line as the entire offensive line. Mm-hmm. I would expected him to be a little bit better. Uh, and, and, but he struggled recently. Like it's not, it, it's, it, it wasn't as bad early on, but he's, I feel like he has struggled uh, more recently uh, than earlier in the season. All right. So here we are on Sunday. I still can't get over the Falcons loss and it's been two weeks. I'm watching the game last night and I, I, I still don't know how they look like the greatest show on turf against the saints for three quarters. Um, Bottom line, I said that game had to be a win along with Philly. Didn't know how you would do with Tennessee because he got a really difficult stretch coming up in Buffalo and Dallas. Jets out sandwiched in the middle in the cold. You don't know what that can happen. And then you got at the Bucks. So you had to win, I think, the, you know, this one in Atlanta. Well, you've lost the last two. I called it a must win yesterday. Is Sunday a must win for the Saints? Well, considering the two games you got after that, as you just mentioned, I would say yes, because they're not going to be favored to win against Buffalo, and they're not going to be favored to win against Dallas. And even though those both of those games are going to be in your in your backyard, it doesn't matter. Uh, those two teams right now are better than you. And so the Eagles, I don't think they're necessarily better than the Saints, but they're closer to the Saints than maybe we would have said two weeks ago. Uh, you know, after we would have – Said, all right, they can win that game uh, after the Saints beat the Bucks, but now we've seen just kind of what they are, and uh, it's not like the Eagles put up a ton of points. Uh, and at least the Saints know what they're getting into with Jalen Hurts this time around. Uh, but they are running the ball incredible the last three weeks. I mean, they had 200 plus yards three weeks ago. I think 180 something uh, uh, two weeks ago, and then another 200 plus yards uh, last week. And we know the Saints, they, they, their strength is run defense, but uh, the Eagles have really started turning it on. And so I'm, I, I, I think this is going to be one of those nail-biter teams. I really do. And maybe it's not high scoring. Maybe it's in the low 20s. But I'm with you that they need this win. I mean, must win. I, I, don't, I don't think that's too far off. I mean, obviously, you could say, oh, it's not a must win, so blah, blah, blah. But we're not coaches. We live in. You know, hey, we we can see it, and we're allowed to do that. <laughs> so I I don't think they're too far off where they they certainly need this win because the next two are are not going to be easy tasks for sure. So what happens Sunday, Larry? Don't make me pick. <laughs> That's why you get paid the big bucks. Because <laughs> then well, I can always say, well, Larry said right. this. All right. Well, guess what? I'm picking the Eagles. I don't. I just don't feel great about this thing. Yeah. I, I, Look, not having Kamara, not having Taysom Hill doesn't help. 
No, that does not help. And <laughs> even if your health, even if they play, yeah. your tackles are banged up. Yeah. Uh, that's obviously a problem. Uh, so, and just the initial problems of moving the football, scoring points, and it's just what it is. So, uh, you know, I, I and look, I think the Eagles' secondary is actually uh, pretty solid. Uh, so, I, I just think that uh, in going up there in that environment, and the Eagles are probably. Uh, they're probably starting to feel a little better about themselves than they have been in the last couple of weeks, and the Saints are going the opposite direction. So, unfortunately, I'm going Eagles. Uh, sorry, Saints fans. I, it's just uh, I, I can't. I can't. I could see the Saints maybe pulling off a win. I, like I said, it could be close. It could be like 21-17 or like 24-21. Uh, but I, I just I don't I don't have a ton of confidence in the Saints right now. 60 seconds here. I wasn't planning on asking this, but you're, you're connected, and you've heard this week. When it comes to LSU, and you cover the Tigers. You've been those those big games. Remember 19, which seems so far away when they won the national championship for the Athletic. Are you hearing Lincoln Riley is done? I mean, I, I'm hearing eight years, 96 mils. So that's 12. That I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it, but I don't need to really care about how I feel about it. Is that kind of what you're hearing, and how would you feel about the school paying that much more over than Nick Saban, who makes nine? to get Lincoln Riley? Well, you're going to pay huge money. I mean, that's just what it is. Uh, and uh, that's, uh, and look, Mel Tucker, it looks like he's cashing in uh, over the over the interest. But I just think that, and I'm, I don't really have my ear to the ground too much with that, but I will trust, uh, say, our, 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 one of our obviously top college reporters in the country uh, and then in the world, Bruce Feltman, and he tweeted uh, maybe a day or two ago that uh, – Yes, there's a, you know obviously there's interest, but it doesn't sound like Lincoln Riley's leaving Oklahoma. So if that happens, where do you go from there? And so I, I so I'm obvious I'm leaning on Bruce and his expertise here, and so maybe things change. Who knows? But uh, from what he's reporting, that it doesn't sound like Lincoln Riley's going to be leaving Oklahoma. So where you go? Or maybe he holds off and goes to the NFL. I don't know, but that's uh, that's not what he reported. Maybe that's happened. But like it's uh. I'm curious if they got to lean on plan B, D, E, or F, uh, you know, if they can't get the guys that they really, really uh, want to target in on. Mm-hmm. I like Billy Napier. I understand that, and I actually could get on board with that, but can Joe LSU fan get on board with that? I understand that, which is hilarious because Joe LSU fans never seen them play, probably, and doesn't understand that he's been a head coach, not an assistant, not a quarterback's coach. I'm not like, again. He's turned down SEC jobs. He's turned down other jobs. I know. Like, yeah, exactly. Like exactly. I, I get it. Uh, I, I can. Yeah. I, 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 look, I understand your logic there, too. So, well, I, mean, I can't believe I've said this like eight times in this I conversation. Know. I uh, understand your uh, logic. Uh, what is going uh, on here? Well, like a good wine, Larry, maybe not only have I aged well, but maybe I listen to you and I pay attention and I've gotten smarter. How about that? Now, that is smart to butter me up right through <laughs> so because I do help you with life. This is true. Sir, happy Thanksgiving next Thursday. I am thankful for our friendship and your time. All right, buddy. Always good talking. Yeah, for sure. Quick break. We come back. We'll get the Eagles perspective. We'll go up to Philly next. It's the home of Pelicans basketball. ESPN New Orleans. Did you boogie with your baby in the back row of the movie show? And did you boogie there because you had nowhere else that you could go? It was the season of cheer and joy filled the town, except for Scrooge with his perma frown. The gift of a Peloton bike touched his soul without doubt. When your workout's a joy, it's a joy to work out. This Black Friday, get the original Peloton bike at our best holiday price ever. $1,495. All access membership separate. Terms apply. See website for details. Welcome to a place where everyone deserves to be better protected. Where technology has your back. Where you can have better protection and keep more money in your pocket. Where you can have protection for your car, your home, your phone, and even your digital identity. Welcome to a place where your entire life can be better protected. You're in good hands with Allstate. Allstate and affiliates offer products and services subject to availability, terms, and conditions. Death. 
If you get in too deep, members of the NFCC, the National Foundation for Credit Counseling, can help you put debt in its place. Credit cards took charge of my financial life. A certified credit counselor helped me get back in control. Student loan debt followed me wherever I went. NFCC taught me all I needed to know. Connect with an NFCC certified credit counselor at your local member agency today. We'll help you put debt in its place. Go to nfcc.org slash stop debt or call 877-410-6322. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Oh, big talker, ain't you? A man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Chip Ken not picking up his phone. We may or may not get the Eagles' perspective. You know, quite frankly, that's fine. But it's there, this segment, if he comes in. If not, we'll hear more from your New Orleans Saints. And as Larry touched on, look, Saints are banged up. Lineman, Hill, Kamara, Saints fans, it's our question of the day. Key to victory and the score. Are you? Let's start there. How, you know, how do you feel about this game? Larry's Larry's leaning Eagles. Larry's leaning Eagles. By the way, Cam Newton just announced will start Sunday against Washington. So how do you feel? How do you feel about this game? Again, Philly now a two-point favorite. So it's gone from one and a half to two. I I I, I agree. Like with Larry, man, that's just. Where's the offense going to come from? Now, you just heard Mark Ingram. I played that before Larry's interview. He's completely fine with um, shouldering the workload. Huh? Yeah, I'm fine, man. It felt great. Uh, it's not many times. I don't remember the last time I played that many snaps, um, but it felt good not to have to look to the sideline after every single play to see if I'm standing or going out. Got into a good rhythm, a good feel of the game. Uh, you know, it was a good feeling. So, body felt good. Just re- typical game soreness, you know, and feel a lot better today. And um, I'll continue to recover and be ready to roll by Sunday. So, it was good. So, look, that's going to be something to keep an eye on with him saying his body feels good. Why? Well, the Texans had had their bye yet, and he joined the Saints after their bye. So... So he's going to be playing without a bye this year. Is that weird? Yeah, I don't. But, um, I mean, Sean is doing a great job of just not only taking care of me, but I think the entire team. So that helps. That's beneficial. And uh, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. Got uh, 18 games, no bye. I'm, it don't make no difference to me. I'm going to uh, stay on my routine. I'm going to stay recovering. Play hard, play my butt off, prepare my butt off, and then after the game, start the recovery process. So, um, train myself mentally, physically, emotionally, so I can, you know, be best version of myself every single week. You know what I mean? And it's a process, recovering from Monday up until game time on Sunday. And that's just something that I rely on and take pride in, and it always has me ready to go. So, just rely on my routine and my preparation, and, um, I'll be fine. I'll be ready to go, and I'm looking forward to it. You know, I get to, I get another game to, you know, run up some more yards. So, yeah, we'll look at it like that. That's going to be an NFL record. I was about to say. It's got to be. I mean. Yeah, 18 no games. Not, yeah, right? we just, you know, pray to the Lord for health. Pray to the Lord for health and, and uh, you know, 18 games. So, I'll be the only one. So, yeah. Yeah, no kidding, right? For sure. And one of the things, obviously – is uh you know being able to to get that record like he did last week and he's I, I to me he's the offense right so if you Philly defensively well I guess you focus on him I don't know 
We'll see. Let's get the Philly side of things as Ken Podolak has. Is it Podolak, Podolak, sir? How do I pronounce your last name? I don't want to butcher it after once. Sir is my dad. Podolak is fine, and Ken is eaten nicer. <laughs> All right. Thank you for hey, joining guys. us, Ken. Um, I'm doing fine. So, Philly, it's interesting. I mean, I'm not wrong on this, huh? Like, I don't, I don't feel like I missed something, but... Man, I want to say like almost three weeks ago, four weeks ago, it, it, I, I was reading on Twitter or watching NFL Live or Get Up on ESPN, and it's, is it time to bench Jalen Hurst or, you know, they're, you know, the new head coach, there's no way he's lasting after this year. And since then, what happened? All of a sudden, the Eagles are playing good football. Yeah, that's, uh, it's funny how those things happen. And hey, by the way, I think the last time, we spoke was the Sinners and the Saints game, right? The yeah. Washington football team against mm-hmm. the, the Saints. And mm-hmm. I think the Saints won 33-22, and I had picked the Saints that day 20-17. to So I guess that establishes me as Mr. Lucky, right? Well, it depends. If you pick the Saints again this weekend and they win, ah, yes, then well, you're coming Saints on every week. On. We're going <laughs> to talk about that. So, yeah. And I use that as a lead-in to, to this particular game because I see the Eagles and the Saints game as a similar game to the Washington uh, and Saints game earlier in the year. The quarterback is not well known. You mentioned you know, Jalen Hurts' struggles early and sure. and finding the uh, the Holy Grail most recently, the Eagles allegedly have a strong defense, but overall the Eagles are struggling to try to find their identity. And, oh, guess what? That sounds a little bit like the Saints to me. The Saints are trying to establish a post-breeze identity on offense. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't agree. Okay, really, so, yeah. mm-hmm. so there's some similarities there. So you got the Saints coming into the game at 5-4 and four, and the Eagles coming into the game at – Four and six. The Saints are coming off of two two-point losses, which which is probably you know good as far as you know the Saints quarterback uh, is is concerned. Trevor Simeon, right? The Eagles are coming off a season-saving schooling of the Broncos, right? However, the Eagles are zero and four at home. They have not won a game on their home field yet with this new coach. Explain that, but. <laughs> they have, as you pointed out, they have earned an identity in the last couple of games. They're two and one over the last two games, with the three point loss to the Chargers. So, so it's a quality team. So a good, uh, a good showing. I do feel like the Saints' defense versus the run is good. So it's going to be strength against strength, and that's what I think Philly's game plan is going to be: is to run downhill and you know kind of see. See what happens. I'm not sure why the Saints are getting two points now. Uh, Vegas has them as two-point favorites. They were one-and-a-half favorites during the week. It recently went up to two. Um, So I think that the Saints' defensive game plan should be to put Malcolm Jenkins in the box and make Hurts beat you with his decision-making and not allow his legs to beat you. On offense, the Saints need to attack the linebackers of the Eagles because I think they're weak and they have been, uh, you know, rotating positions there with different players. And that's the indication the guys can't stay on the field. I think they should also dink and dunk in the flats and make the linebackers cover Camara. And I think that's probably this, the top secret game plan that Sean Payton is reviewing with his team right now. So looking at the game overall, you know, coaching, Plus minus Sean Payton versus Nick Sirianni. Sirianni's a rookie. Payton's a proven winner. So I think the edge goes to New Orleans. Quarterback, um, you know, Trevor's a question mark, but he's played well. And and Jalen Hurts is a question mark, but he's played well. So I got to give the edge to Philly on on that one. As far as playmakers are concerned, I don't think the Saints playmakers have done a lot this season. So I'm going to give the edge to Philly on that one because Jalen Hurts has done a lot of good plays to keep the Eagles in in games. Um, coming off the last game, you know, two two point losses uh, to our two point loss to Tennessee. That's pretty good because Tennessee's playing well this year. But the Eagles come in as a 17 point winner over those Denver Broncos. So I think there's a letdown a little bit there. So I'm going to give the edge to the Saints on that one. 
got to give the Saints defense the edge as well because Philly's first week, this is their linebackers, and that's where I think the game plan needs uh, needs to go. So, you know, overall, my prediction for the game is take New Orleans and the points and pray, and I think the final score is going to be 24-21. Philly or New Orleans? New Orleans. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll take it. Look, um, no Camara. I'm going that route because he went from limited to did not practice yesterday. Normally you go the other way. You don't have Armstead okay. and Ramchek not practicing Wednesday and Thursday. We'll see what it is today. So Mark Ingram just got done talking about, look, I was playing it, uh, as you were calling in, about – that he's ready to shoulder that load. You were talking about Dink and Duncan are using the screens out of the backfield. That's Ingram's game. I, I thought that that's something that Ingram can absolutely bring. I think his first play back with the Saints was a screen here at home. So I, I think you can still sort of use that. Obviously, he's not Alvin Kamara. But yeah. I think Mark Ingram is more than capable of that. So so what you're, you're, you're thinking is if the Saints use 14 a lot, which is Mark Ingram's new number, then they should be okay. Agreed. Because because of the matchup with the weak linebackers in Philly. I mean, the Philly crowd locally is from, like, frosting at the mouth for a real set of linebackers. Haven't had it in a long time. Yeah. All right. You gave me a little hope. It's, it's, you know, I'll take it. Believe me. I will absolutely take it. 24 well, 21. I'm trying to ignore the spell that Philly has over the Saints because. Yep, you see, that's all the know. time we have. We don't need to go back into that because I still remember last year's game. I don't know what happened all of a sudden. It took to the final two and a half minutes and all of a sudden Taysom Hill came alive. So. Yeah, that, um, that was, that was Jalen Hurts' first game. I know. I know, Ken. I, mm-hmm. I know. Ken Podolak, happy Thanksgiving to you, sir. Enjoy next week. Thank you for your time today. Thank you, and yours be safe, please, and all the listeners, too. Yep, for sure. Quick break. We come back. We'll hear from Jordan, the intern. I'll get his take on the Saints game. Pels taking on the Clippers tonight. You know what? I'm in the giving mood. You want to go to the game? Call in. Tell Buddy, I want to go to the game. I'm going to make it that easy. I'm going to make it that easy. You want to go check out the Clippers and Pelicans tonight, 7 p.m. at the Smoothie King Center? All you got to do is call in and say, Buddy, hook it up. And then uh, we'll we'll put your name down over in the will call, right? Clippers, three and a half point favor. We're going to speak with Ali Cosell next hour about this game. So call in now, 800-998-1003. If you want Clippers, Pelicans tickets, I got four of them absolutely free. Call in now during this break. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Offshore workers are among the most important members of the Gulf Coast workforce. When a person working offshore or on a vessel is injured, the effects on their family can be devastating. At The King Firm, we are proud to have experience with these types of cases and make it a priority to see that our clients receive just compensation and are treated fairly. If you've been injured, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. Ring The King at 504-909-KING or 888-241-8766. Ramsey's is paying the taxes on every item you purchase. Up to $4,000. And if you buy your diamonds separate from the ring... We'll count that as two separate items. Because we love you. Our tax-free event is going on right now. Through Saturday, the 20th. Come in and take a look. We've got fabulous engagement ring diamonds. And big anniversary diamonds. That are easily within your budget. Tell them about big anniversary diamonds, Lori. A big anniversary diamond is any diamond that's at least twice as big as the one in her engagement ring. A big anniversary diamond says... I love you twice as much today as the day I married you. Boys, it's time to go big. One full carrot. Go big, two carrots. Go big, three carrots. We can even custom design your ring to make it one of a kind. Go big. Fabulous prices, tax-free. And up to 60 months to pay. With approved credit. Welcome to Ramsey's. Our tax-free event is going on right now. But it ends this Saturday at 6 p.m. Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers is the largest diamond store in Louisiana on veterans between Bonneville and West End in Metairie. 
El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. Mystery, romance. It's a storm of entertainment that brings down the house. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. 800-998-1003 is the line to call it if you want those tickets. Hells Clippers. Jordan, the intern set to call in here as well, so be looking for that, buddy. As uh, we'll hear... From the intern and get his thoughts here. Also, one of the things that, uh, again, we're kind of looking at here that is going to be, I guess, concerning. I, I know, I keep saying, who else is going to take on over the offensive output or who's stepping up? Do, do you have faith that they'll step up? Do you? Do you have faith that the offensive output will increase from the receivers? 800-998-1003. Buddy Steve, that is Jordan. As uh, I want to get his take real quick on, again, the Pels taking on the Clippers here as well. As we'll see if New Orleans can get a win here at home. Jordan, that you, bud? Yes, that is. This is me. Okay. Um, you didn't have faith, even though the team had a couple of leads here early on in the road trip. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do you have faith tonight against the Clippers? All right. So for all you Pelicans fans out there, um, absolutely hammer the second, I mean, the, the third and fourth quarter for the Clippers because they're going to win the, the second half of tonight's game. Really? Yeah. That's where you, that's I think where you, it's another Pelicans. I think it's another Pelicans loss. I'm sorry, Gus. But what if they find a way this time, though? I, what if they do? But, I mean, the past 14, 13 games have yeah. shown But that was then. This so, is I mean, now, Jordan. Not about the past, about what, the what future. Is, what has changed? I, I saw Daniel <laughs> Salerson put out there's a, the updated injury report right. that Devon uh, Devontae Graham is going to be questionable in tonight's huh. matchup against the Clippers. Well, well, I hadn't seen that just yet. <laughs> they yeah, did just so have shoot around. Yeah, so. things, things, have, things have changed, but not for the best. <sighs> well, um, you know what? I let me let me ask you this because this is what I'm waiting for, right? Not not only Zion's return, just because I'd like to see what the starting five is going to be. You, you know what I want to see again? Not just Zion. I like to see Trey Murphy look like the Trey Murphy I saw a couple months ago. Is it just well, not I'm, baffling to to sort of see where his play is right now? Like it just look he looks like I mean, a player that has no confidence, and that's not what we saw. I don't know. It's just strange to me. I don't know. I, I guess it, it it is surprising, but again, at the same time, it's not because you saw the same thing from from Jackson Hayes and Nikhil Alexander Walker a few years ago, where we thought they were going to be the the new Pelicans to kind of you know be those pieces around the key players in Drew Holiday and, and Zion Williamson, and we never really saw them, you know, come come to terms with what they were doing in the summer league, and I kind of feel like Trey Murphy's um, another one of those players. I mean, I could still be proved wrong. There's a lot of games left in the season, but it's a very similar situation to Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Jackson Hayes. Um. I just, you know, Josh Hart said it best, I guess, in terms of he reminded me of you. I, I you know, while I don't see you nearly as much when you used to be every day, last year, this year, what did you say? What, what did you always say about you don't want to hear what? You, you used to say this all the time last year. You don't want to hear the Pelicans are what? Too young to win chances. Yes. Or yes. to even compete. Yeah. Don't blame youth. I, I don't want to hear it either. I don't I, want to hear it. This, this was Josh Hart 
after Wednesday's loss. No, that's, that's not a you thing. That's a we got to look in the mirror and we got to hold ourselves accountable. Um, we got to be tougher in terms of, you know, not just physicality, but be tougher mentally to execute, to have an attention to detail on the defensive end um, to do those things. So the you know, youth, uh, it's not an excuse. Um, you know, being tired, playing big minutes, it's not an excuse. Um, when you're two and 14, you know, you got to stop making excuses and fix the, fix the problem. That's what you got to do. So that's what we have to do. And, um, you know, hopefully we can start that on Friday. I mean, Jordan, Brandon Inger was not exactly young. I mean, in terms of this, like years of experience, right? Like what would be your definition of youth? Like to me, Trey Murphy's young, but Herb Jones is as well. And he's probably arguably one of the best players the Pelicans have. Isn't he? I think five to seven years in the NBA, you've got, you're, you're trying to get into where you're not a, a veteran player, but you're you're kind of getting towards that status. So, like, I guess you're seven to nine. I, I consider you a, a, a veteran player in the NBA. Jesus, seven years? It takes me seven years to be called a veteran? I'm still a young player at five? My first said five to seven. Is See, I, the only reason I say this because to me, Brandon Ingram, I, I can't blame youth. Like, Seriously, you're on your second. If you're on your second contract, you are no longer young. I mean, I, oh, I that's know. my opinion, right? But speaking uh, of, you know, hold on. Josh Hart was asked again, but 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 you're young. I don't really care about the the youth of the team. We gotta we gotta grow up. You know, f- being young. <laughs> that that would have been you, right? Bleep being young. Oh, with the word that rhymes with duck. Wait, there's more. Uh, it experience, like it's, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't really care for that right now. We got to focus on growing up. We got to focus on getting better, having a better attention to detail. You know, we've all been playing basketball for, you know, more than half of our lives. We know how to play basketball. We got to go out there, execute, have attention to detail, have discipline, and that's what it is. And you know, like I said, I don't, I don't really care for young or, or potential, we got to focus on, you know, right now. Right now we're 2-14. and 14. We're at the bottom of the league. And, you know, at some point something has to click in terms of um, playing desperate, uh, playing scrappy. Um, and, you know, we got to throw the excuse of being young and, and youth. We got to throw that shit away. <laughs> that that would have been your sound. You know who else is young, guys? <laughs> Who else is young Gus? And we play them over on Monday. The yeah. uh, the Timberwolves, they, mm-hmm. and they have Anthony Edwards, who was drafted number He's young. one, what number He's young. one, number yeah. two overall yeah. a year ago. And what yeah. is he doing with the with the Timberwolves right John now? John Morant's young too, Man. by the way. John yeah, Morant's John Morant's young. also yeah. young. Tyler Hero's young. He's young too. Tyler Hero. But let me sneak in Jack. Hold on, I want to sneak in Jack. Let me sneak in Jack. Let me sneak in Jack. Jack, you're on uh, with me and the intern. What you got? Happy Friday, guys. It's a beautiful day out here. Um, guys, I think y'all are looking at, first of all, the Pelican, I don't know if the Pelicans are young, but they're making me old. So <laughs> y'all are looking at this. I agree with that one. <laughs> y'all are looking at this the wrong way. Look, stop watching the Pelicans because that'll just, that'll get, that'll give you a headache. What you got to do is start watching so. college basketball so y'all can scout the next Pelicans draft pick. That's what you got to do. And, and, and also, um, you know, with the, with the sports book coming on live in the next week or so, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if y'all noticed. Well, I think you have noticed the trend. You can you can bet on the Pelicans in the first half and against them in the second half oh. and pay for oh, Christmas. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's exact. I don't know if you, you heard me at the beginning of the segment, but I said remember the Clippers in the second half because it's bound to happen. You can even parlay. Oh, no, it's winning the first two quarters. Oh, look at you using the fancy words, Kleber. How would you know that? (laughs) (laughs) Take a lot of money. Uh, uh, Oh, no. It's definitely a trend, man. I mean, how many games? It just seems that teams toy with them for like two and a half quarters, and then they clamp down the defense in the fourth quarter and they lose. I mean, it happens way too much. Oh, boy. All right, Jack. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. At the top of the hour, Thank have a good weekend. weekend. Yes, Bye-bye. sir. There goes uh, Jack. Kleber, do you want to check in the rest of the day? Or are you gonna, uh, you know, disappear on me? I, I told you, it's it's always up to you. But I will 
if, if this is the last time that I'm on the show, I'm going to leave one more advice. If the Pelicans no. do ever play the Grizzlies, mm-hmm. you always bet the Pelicans they, they have the Grizzlies. Nothing. That is very so, true. Actually, you know what? I, I think I do have some time at some point. Maybe maybe just the start of the show. How about the start of uh, hour three? Okay, can you just join me for a few seconds? Because Carver's here. We can have like a French off. Oh, no. That, that, I don't know if I'll be able to compete with him. <laughs> I'll, I'll have him sing in French he's, he's, he's live, and then league. you have to translate it. No, he's way out of my league. That's all the time we have for Kleber. Thank you, sir. Appreciate your help. Have a good day. There he goes. I agree with him. The four-year-old would probably win. Hour one is in the books. Hour two is coming up next. We do have a winner for those Pelicans Clippers tickets. Thank you so much, Julia Jack, for giving us a buzz. You're going to the game tonight. Enjoy it.